Hey everybody. Welcome to My Cheesehead Life, a Packer fan podcast. My name is Patrick. I'm the host of this podcast. Thanks once again for listening. Got kind of a special edition here, a bonus sode, if you will, on a Saturday afternoon. Remember, I've got the website, mycheeseheadlife.com. You can email the show, info at mycheeseheadlife.com. I'm on X. My handle is at mycheeseheadpod. And then, of course, I've got uh, Insta, mycheeseheadinsta. So, yeah, here we are on a Saturday. Kind of off schedule for me, but I'm I'm excited. I've got a a special guest, friend of the show. Joining me today is uh, Chris. Chris from the Milwaukee area. Um, I don't know. We've known each other 20-some years-ish. But if I ever mention that I'm, like, texting a friend about the game or I'm about to say, you know, oh, on Sunday watching the game, I texted a friend. Generally speaking, it's almost always Chris. So here we're lucky to be joined by Chris today from Milwaukee, uh, wanted to talk about Packers and the Bear game this weekend. How are you doing, Chris? I'm good. How are you doing? Good, good. I'm excited to have a guest because it's a lot easier to talk <laughs> to someone else. And and to this a person? Yeah, yeah. And, and to have you too because we've been, you know, trading texts about Packer games for years um, and not often do we actually get to talk Packers. And and for the, for the loyal listeners out there, when I mentioned going to the Tampa Bay game, uh, Chris was nice enough to join me. Um, and that was unfortunate outcome, but, uh, yeah, we went to that game together and that was kind of nice. Oh, it was terrible. It was terrible. That was a terrible game to, to see, <laughs> wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. It, it was, I left, I left feeling so defeated about the season after that game. <laughs> like it was game over for me after the, the line uh, the giants thing. And then losing like that at home to Tampa. Yeah. I was, I was like done with with the Packers, but yeah, but it was good to see you. Don't, don't get me wrong. <laughs> yeah. But well, do you, go ahead. do you remember that intro thing? I was going to ask you that, or do you have that written down all your like different handles and stuff? Do you remember that off the top of your head? Yeah. For the most part, um, like what I have is just like a little sheet of like an outline. And then, so I have the website listed, the email, the handles, uh, just as part of like what I say intro, but you know, I'm mostly, most of this is just kind of winging it, like very amateur. But I appreciate you asking. I mean, that's some great, yeah, that's some great behind the scenes insight here at my Cheesehead <laughs> Life. Um, so yeah, I just use like a Google Doc. I'm advancing from you know just a notepad, and uh, that's where I try to create some outline and some topics. And then otherwise, I forget. I'm too old, and I'll forget give, to say yeah, things. Give, and I've noticed that. Give the show a little structure. Yeah, exactly, exactly. I'm not good enough to wing it every time. Um, speaking of, you know, just kind of weird things that, you know, and Chris is nice enough to listen to the podcast. So he knows I do some oddball items. I have an oddball item for you, Chris. Um, did you know this is something like I kind of stumbled on during the week? Do you know why, like in referring to money, it's called cheddar? No. Okay. So I was looking that up. I just, I didn't really look it up per se, but I saw it. And then I kind of like double check. I was doing my own research. Apparently back in the day, like in the 1940s or something like that, they would send government cheese with your welfare check. So people would be like, did you get your cheddar? It meant, did you get your benefits, like your money from the government along with, like they would actually send out cheese on the welfare checks. So that's why people refer to- I knew about the- Go ahead. I knew about the cheese. I knew about the cheese. I didn't know that that's where where that term came from though. 
Yeah, and I don't, I didn't, I don't know that I knew about the cheese, but I, for, for some reason, the the phrase "government cheese" seems to ring a bell in my head, and I, I don't know. I think I just assumed that might have, might have meant like, uh, you know, cafeteria or like school lunch and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, I thought that was kind of interesting because you know, you hear that all the time. Got to get that cheddar, or whatever. And um, like I was kind of over the years, I have wondered, I'm like, why do they compare money to cheese? Um, but I thought absolutely, you know, apropos here at my cheese head life. To figure out why, you know, they refer to money as cheddar. Um, and, right, right. and then, I don't know if you happen to listen on Wednesday, the hump day, the most recent hump day, but did you ever, I'm, I talked about those old little 4x4 four four toys, stompers. Did you ever have stompers? Chris, I didn't have any stompers. Yeah, you were talking about the Ford Bronco one, right? Yeah, yeah. And you and I, we're about the same age, right? Yep. I don't think I ever officially knew your age, but I'm pretty sure we're probably within a year or two. Um, so anyways, if you didn't have stompers, I, I did want to ask you, what was your go-to toy as a youngster? Like what was your number one item when you're like, you know, maybe anywhere from eight to 11 years old? Like I probably went to GI Joe mostly did a lot of like action figure playtime, you know, in those years. But did you have like a official, like your favorite thing? Yeah, I had a lot of like tracks and cars that you put on them and smash down on the thing <laughs> and the cars go flying and loops around the okay, track. Yeah. You know, yeah. That kind of stuff. Nice. Like the hot wheel um, items or. Yeah. Kind of like that kind of stuff, I suppose. Cool. Um, yeah, but I, I heard you talking stompers and I, I couldn't remember them. Okay. Did you happen to look them up I, then? I didn't. Look okay. Them yeah. Up. They were just like a little bit bigger than a matchbox car. And then they had like a, I think you just put like one double A battery in them or something and you'd hit the little on switch and then they'd make this little like annoying sound like, and they'd go running around the living room, uh, kind of on their own power. So I thought they were cool. They were like little pickup trucks and stuff and the lights even, I think the headlights would light up. Um, so I thought those were pretty awesome, but I don't know if you had this experience as a kid in the eighties, but none of those ever came to life the way they did in the commercials though. You know, so they'd have the stomper commercials that show them off-roading and all these cool terrains and stuff. And, you know, and then you get them home and you just have them on the living room rug and it doesn't really hit the same. You know, you're like, this isn't nearly as exciting as the kids in the commercial make it look. Same with the tracks. Yeah. Remember on the, the commercials for the ones with the tracks, True. those things were whipping around, <laughs> like hanging on and at home. And they get to the bottom, they go flying off, and it's game over. You know, I could barely get them to do a thing. <laughs> you know, that's Makes what... you wonder why I played with them so much. Maybe it was the challenge of it. You know, you're absolutely right. That's a great point. Because I had a ton of Matchbox cars. I didn't really have a lot of the tracks, though. But my two uh, boys, have had, we had some of that when they were young. And I remember that same thing. Like, you kind of try to hook up all these pieces of track. And then it was very, very difficult. There's not enough gravity in the house to figure out how to get them to go from, you know, try to replicate, let's say, some of those cool features that you see in the commercials. Um, and Chris has also been a pretty loyal listener in terms of Team Stream. Um, and I was going to mention, I haven't had many installments yet, or f- lately, you know, to share with anyone. But I want to, you you mentioned, I was, I was impressed that you reached out saying you were watching Shrinking. You guys liked it? We did like it. Yep, that, we finished season one. That was different than we just expected. Season, and season two should be, coming right pretty soon or I, could be i've been trying to i've been trying to find out and from what i can gather that that writer's strike that oh happened, yeah yeah the, the big writer's strike is gonna screw up uh the start of season two so okay we're bummed because we we binged it pretty hard we watched the first yeah one and we're like oh, you know and then kind of kept going and 
And then before you know it, one season you can get through and at my house in like two days. Yeah, pretty much same here. We're pretty dedicated once we get started. So like, then it was over and we're like, oh, I know we we thought at first it it's coming right up in January. And then no, I read no, okay, not so much. Yeah, I feel like I have like maybe what I would call binge brain. Like my, I just we watch so many things. I almost don't even remember how shrinking like ended now and stuff because I'm on this other things. Um, but the one thing I was gonna share or mention and see if you've watched it. The reason I haven't had any new ins- installments on Team Stream is we're we're currently watching Breaking Bad, and I, it seems like that's something most people would have already watched or decided not to watch by now. So I didn't feel like that's anything I needed to talk about. Have you watched Breaking Bad? Your your first your first watching Breaking Bad now? Yeah, we got two for the first time ever. Yeah, yeah. For the, we've got two episodes left of the whole spiel. And oh, so you're almost done with the yeah, but that's been like same with you. Like you know, we go nuts. So it's been like okay. it, it's like five seasons, and we're probably two weeks. It's taken us to get through five seasons, give or take. I'd say. And so, nice. yeah, it's one that people, you know, there's so many references to it. And, you know, I had 10 people always telling me, yeah, you got to watch Breaking Bad. It's awesome. You know, and I tried it yeah. a couple times in the first season and a half or something. Didn't ever really hook me, you know? Um, mm-hmm. And then I just, I don't know why I got kind of that wild hair this winter and told Mrs. Cheesehead, I'm like, you know, I think we need to just suck it up and watch Breaking Bad, you know, because it's always bothered me that I didn't know because everybody watched it, you know? So I'm assuming you did. Mm-hmm. Oh, we were hardcore. You know, you know, Smith, he, he yeah. used to do the, the big hell. He used to do the big Halloween party. Okay. Um, and my wife, not so much anymore, but used to be like all in with, uh, costumes. Uh-huh. And so for one of them, we went, I was Heisenberg, you know, with the bald head. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hat yeah. Did thing. you grow goatee? Uh, no, but I had the, the fake one, okay, you know, okay. I can't grow facial hair for anything. Oh, okay. And, uh, she was Hector in the wheelchair. <laughs> you know, nice. It was crazy. She had, I mean, the face, like the rubber yeah. mask over the whole thing. So that's how we were super into it. I love that show. What do you think? You're almost i mean yeah yeah amazing show right yeah yeah you know the first couple like i said about a season and a half i was like you know but a lot of shows are like that you know because you know they maybe don't have all the traction and then budget and everything as it gets more popular later but now yeah i mean pretty hooked on it the last couple seasons are really good um you know definitely a lot of unexpected uh outcomes you know, things, I mean, basically the whole premise of the show surprised me. I mean, I, I, I guess if the show's old enough, I don't have to worry about spoiler alerts, do I? I, I can't we, we can just talk freely about it. Anybody. And I haven't even watched the last yeah. two episodes, but to see Walt just turn into, that. I was not expecting Walt to just go full gangster. I'll just put it that way. You know, when it, the, the way the first couple seasons started. Um, so, th- mm. so, you know, when you have a total, like, you know, unexpected narrative like that. Yeah, it's been great. I like it. It's a good show. I I love that one. And do you ever did you watch Ozark? Yes, yes. Or Ozark. Uh, yeah, that's a great show too. Yeah, that I feels kind of like a similar, like almost like a spinoff. You know, in hindsight now, when I'm like, oh, Breaking Bad is kind of like the original version of this, and then you know, Ozark kind of did their version of it. Um, and I've joked like because with some of the work I've day job I've done, like I've had to go to Missouri. I'm like, it's okay. I know what it's like. I watched Ozark. Um, yeah. <laughs> 
Theo's like uh, doing research for traveling. You know, I watched Ozark. I watched Breaking Bad. If in case I got to go to New Mexico, I know I know what it's like now. Um, but yeah, that's been kind of fun. So I haven't had much, you know, new content to share because we've been we've been really trudging through doing doing our hard work on getting through Breaking Bad in the last few weeks. Um, I got one last. Well, we uh, appre- go ahead. We appreciated the the shrinking uh, ref- the uh, recommendation because we watch garbage. <laughs> All reality. You, oh, really? You name the stupid reality show we're watching. Not like The Golden Bachelor or any of that stuff. Okay. But like, are you watching the challenge? Okay. Survivor, any of those things, big brother even. Yeah. You know, I don't know. I know what you mean. Kind of garbage, but in a way we watch a lot of, you know, we watch a lot of the, uh, Gordon Ramsay shows. Um, you know, Gordon Ramsay. Yep. Yeah. Watch him. So, and then, uh, but it's unreal just how much content is out there, you know, for Gen Xers like us and growing up. I mean, I had like three channels and never had cable till I was like 17, um, or something like that. So, it still blows my mind how many like good shows are probably out there that I'll never see, you know, cause there's just not enough hours in a day. I mean, we could spend, we could start a whole new podcast just doing shows probably. Yeah. Speaking yeah. of which, I got one other question for you before we got to get to football stuff. Cause it is, you know, a Packer fan podcast and that I should give the context of like, yeah, we will, th- we're here to talk bears. Um, but do you have a dinner plan? I always have a dinner plan. We're big on cooking dinners here. So if I have someone on, I like to ask, what's your dinner plan? Do you have a dinner plan tonight? We, we don't have any dinner plans tonight. We got a sick kid. Um, so we're not, we're not doing anything crazy. Maybe pull some um, soup out of the cupboard or something. Probably, probably for, for her. I, I don't think we're doing anything special. Okay. Um, yeah. No. I'm just kind of last, kinda, last weekend was, um, beef Wellington. At your house? Beef Wellington. Huh? You made it at your house or you went out for my wife, it? Yeah, my wife. My my wife's a chef. So oh, she, really? Uh, she likes to get creative at home once in a while. And uh, we're Gordon Ramsay people also. Nice. Like we went to his restaurant in Vegas to get the Beef Wellington. Like, oh, nice, know, nice. Not... We didn't specifically go to Vegas to do that. <laughs> but when we were there, we made sure. Yeah. We made sure that we did it. And... Uh, so she was like, "Oh, you know, <laughs> just make it at home." She did a great, she did a great job of keeping it a secret, and it was delicious. Nice, you know, beef Wellington, right? Like yeah, the filet yeah. With the well, I, I watched Gordon Ramsay, yeah. So that's like one of his of signature dishes is that that is yeah. a you know pastry around a, a filet mignon. Um, yeah, I think I seen it in a restaurant once or twice as a kid. You know, heard that term beef Wellington when we'd go to the one or two like kind of fancy restaurants around here. Um, but yeah, yeah, it's amazing. That's cool that you got, uh, that kind of food stuff at home. We're, we're just kind of winging it tonight. Uh, I just threw like a chuck roast in the oven, uh, total, like kind of mashing up some other recipes. And if no one likes it, then we'll eat some leftovers, maybe throw in a pizza. We'll see. But yeah, I like to see if there's any, we don't have a major dinner plan. So here I'm talking smack about having dinner plan and I have nothing really cooking, uh, except for a roast in the oven in case it see like an experiment. Um, so yeah, I think that's enough of the rando stuff. I want to ask you about some football, you know, you know who the Packers are playing this week? It's, it's the bears. Oh, <laughs> it scares me. It, yeah, it I'm, I'm kind of surprised that it, it would scare you. Yeah. I don't know what it is. There's so, well, there's so many reasons to, for it to scare me, I suppose. All right. Well, let me ask you one thing. 
who, who when because obviously huge rivalry bears packers who do you think of when when bears like what's what is there a player that pops into your head when you think of bear week and the rivalry honestly not not really no um well, don't you think like the rivalry was really more of a rivalry when we were kind of too young to remember? Like I remember Walter Payton running over everybody in our Yeah, league. that was the one Getting I was going to say Walter Walter Payton, yeah. By their defense and everything, but it didn't feel like a rivalry then either cuz we were usually just getting smashed by the Bears it, it right. felt like, right? When we were kids. Yeah, yeah. And then go ahead. The worm turned and the Packers have dominated it so much since that they still don't feel, they almost feel bad for them sometimes, you know, like, <laughs> yeah, kind of like how the lions are, you know, right, like where right. you're not of any team in the division. I guess if someone else besides the Packers is going to win it, eh, the lions, right. Right. Swallow that one. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it's still like a big deal though. So, like it, everybody like kind of hypes the game. I know what you mean. Like rivalry hasn't been competitive really ever. Like there, there's been very few examples where both teams were kind of like competing for the division. You know, there's been a few years, you know, there's definitely been a few years, like let's say since uh, Y2K uh, that they're both fighting for a division or something like that. But um, yeah, that's absolutely right. I mean, when well, we were kids, the bears dominated the Packers and, and now it's kind of been the other way for 20 some years. I think that's why this game scares me, though. It just seems like we've they've been on such opposite ends for so long. The Bears yeah. haven't been very good. The Packers have been pretty good. So it's just beating a worse team, right, all the time, you know. And now they're kind of actually, it seems about equal. Yeah, yeah. And it makes them it makes them scarier. And their strengths don't match up so you know so great with with our weaknesses. I I don't know. Well, let me get some background. I want to get some background on you as we'll keep talking about this game. Like for the listeners who don't know you as well as I do, how long have you been going to Packer games? Because part of the reason Chris and I have have been friends is we share a little commonality in terms of access to Packer tickets and going to some games together. How long have you, when was like your first Packer game? Do you remember like in, in person? Oh gosh. I, I don't remember exactly when it was. Um, I have an uncle that had the Milwaukee tickets. Yeah. So like my first games were at County Stadium. And that, that was going to be my next question was if you went to games at County Stadium, I never went to a game there. Was that kind of weird? Super weird. I mean, it was normal <laughs> then because that was the only right. thing I kind of knew. But it, like looking at it, it was super, it was not a great place for football. You know, like, sure. you know, as far as like, you know, the the way it was set up, if you were in the left field bleachers, you were forever away from the field, you know? And then like the end zone, the back oh, yeah. of the end zone was right up against the, the wall, you know, where you're like, <laughs> yeah. don't lead him too far. He's yeah. Smash right yeah. yeah. Didn't someone like sharp or someone kind of catch a pass once and almost go into the stands a little bit over that. Was it that, that like Probably. short red kind of uh, fencing? Um, mm-hmm. yeah, that's fascinating because I don't know that I've ever asked or talked to someone that actually saw games at County stadium as a kid. I never went, you know, that was like separation of church and state. We went to the green Bay games the Milwaukee people went to the Milwaukee games and, uh, you know, you never really looked to go, you know, we didn't ever really try, you know, to go to those County stadium games. They were, they were fun. I don't remember the first one, but I, the one that stands out, I guess, is that Atlanta game. Yeah, when, sure. When far rambled after Holmgren told him throw it away if there's nothing there. <laughs> yeah. And uh 
dove in and they wound up making it to the playoffs. That nice. was that was pretty sweet. Like that was a cool game to be at just because it had been so long since they'd really. Yeah, for sure. And wasn't that if I I'm, and I would just take a guess was that possibly even the last game at County Stadium? It might have been. You know, I, I it thought, seems like about that about that time is, is yeah changed, but I don't I don't remember when the success sure. was starting to crank up a little, and they decided you know we should really just have all the games in Green Bay, and so so with that we like keep the money up here. Yeah, how's that been for you all, all this time driving up for games? I mean, would you rather sit in Lambeau despite the two hour roughly drive or give or take and traffic and all that? Has it been all right? Yeah, it's it's fine. I thought I thought it was. I mean, it's cool that we at least got to keep the tickets. You know? <laughs> That's true. Yeah, the, yeah. The drive isn't. I mean, the drive's not so bad at all. Yeah. Especially if you know someone halfway there, you know, that knows right. all the back streets and stuff. Yeah. Who on earth could you be referring to? Uh-huh. Um, yeah. So, so, what? And um, the one thing that I think is interesting is I don't know. I'd be I'd be curious to see how they figure out which games land. I mean, I know they always say the second and the sixth but it always feels like it's a night game and or the Cowboys. And it's just, I don't know, it, it, it'd be interesting or I don't know why they maybe couldn't be a little more thoughtful about not sticking the Milwaukee people with like night games or weeknight games. Does that, do you think that affects a lot of people in their decision to go or not? Um, Probably. It affects mine. With the long commute? I mean, commute. sometimes it's just hard. Well, I mean, even like when you think if, if a game, if it's a Thursday night game that starts at 720, you're you're leaving early Thursday. Yeah. If you're going if you're going home, <laughs> yeah. you're getting home at two thirty. You know, like your your whole yeah. At least right. Fridays, you know, Friday. But it, it's a whole thing to go to a, a Thursday night game. Sunday night is inconvenient. You yeah. Know? So I I we have just the two games that matter, the two regular season games, and I have a cousin that gets one of them. Yeah. So I try to give them the, the most inconvenient one. <laughs> of course. Um, yeah. And then hang, I think this year, though, it was Detroit, which was Thursday night. Yeah, and yeah. the Chargers was a late afternoon. So, yeah, that better. could be. No, that's but interesting, though. Okay. Well, that's cool. I appreciate getting some insight. You know, I never, like I said, I just getting ready to talk to you today. I'm like, I wonder if Chris ever went to games at County Stadium. So that's kind of fascinating that. Think about that. And if you think about across the league, you know, they used to kind of shoehorn more games into, you know, those stadiums. And now the NFL's become such like the number one sport. Like it's, you know, if you don't have a first class, you know, football stadium or whatever, you know, your team's going to leave or move or something. But back then, like the Raiders, it wasn't uncommon for like baseball and football to share a stadium, uh, but not so much anymore. Uh, all right. I just saw it. I was watching some stupid thing. I don't even remember what it was, but they were they were showing Bernie Kosar highlights. Oh yeah, and yeah. They were doing that in Cleveland too, yep. cramming the field in the, the baseball stadium. That's another one, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I remember a lot of because when I was a kid, and the Bears or the Bears, the Packers stunk. the The Browns were kind of like my secondary team to root for because I, I, you know, like the Packers weren't ever playing the late games. They weren't ever in the playoffs. So then you'd get home from the Packer game. And a lot of times you'd be watching the Browns or something. Cause they were good with Kozar. Yeah. I remember a lot of those games, uh, seeing the dirt, you know, I thought it was kind of cool at times guys would get all muddy and stuff. And like Oakland had that too, I think, but yeah, Bernie Kozar for sure. And the, and the Browns playing in that stadium. 
can you imagine them making these guys run around on dirt nowadays? Oh my God. Yeah. Good point. No way. Yeah. And it's crazy too, the, how that, all that field turf was supposed to be like the best thing ever. And now they're saying that's the stuff that's causing injuries too, you know? So I don't know why they just don't say screw it and do real grass everywhere. Cause then no one would really have much to complain about. Uh, obviously you probably really couldn't do it in some of the dome environments. Um, here's one for you. There's I got what? This is a step up from the, remember the, like, uh, who had like veterans, oh, yeah, like yeah. the concrete with the like putting green Astro turf yes. over it yes. for its surface. Can you imagine? Unbelievable how much, you know, because Chicago had that too for the longest time. Um, back when they were good, they had, yeah, that's what they had was that like concrete. It was, I always heard it was like concrete with just that, like you said, that little putting green AstroTurf over the top of it. Just unbelievable. You know, they would basically wear regular tennis shoes to play on that. And, uh, yeah, yeah. it's, it's crazy how far it's gone. And I always thought, like I said, the field turf, they always said that was good. It's like real turf. You don't have to maintain it and cut it like real grass. But now all these injuries lately, it seems like that's not cool anymore either. So. I don't know. What about um one guy I wanted to throw at you that popped into my head this week that I kind of went to mind it if the Packers ever got their hands on him was Matt Forte. Remember Matt Forte for the Bears? I do. Yeah, he was pretty good. I don't know. I had uh, some of his numbers up here, but he was a guy because he left the Bears at one point. And then I was like, you know, what would have been the worst? Did he go to the Jets? I think I so. I felt like he might have went to the Jets. I think so. Um, but yeah, over his career, he was just under 10,000 yards rushing looks like here, but, uh, it's weird too. He doesn't even seem like he'd be like, he's been out of the league a while, but he's only like 38 years old or something like that. But anyways, random, sorry, man, Forte popped into my head. Bears week. Yeah. Forte. Yeah. And then, um, so now we'll let's circle back to some of your concerns about this game and we'll start getting into the actual, you know, upcoming game tomorrow. Um, so what has you, what has you nervous? If you say like, what's different with these bears when the Packers beat them pretty well week one, what do you think is different now? Um, you know, I don't, I can't say I, I watch the bears yeah. often. Sure. Um, but you follow the league, um, like you have a gist of it, right? You know, like we can't always watch, you know, all the games. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I've I've kind of kept up with them, and they've they've won what now, four or five, five or six, something like that. Um, yeah, they've won. Um, it's four out of their last five. Yep. And it seems like they figured something out on on defense. Yeah, Montez, right. That's what happened. That's that's what everybody keeps. To, I mean, his number. What does he have? Like two sacks? I thought I read. Like he he isn't like filling up the the box score or anything. But it's it sounds like they they can do a lot more because of you know the um, the amount of resources you have to put towards him to keep him. You know, like you got to yeah. double team him or whatever. Yeah, you know, and I agree. Like that's what I've heard too. Like the the difference or the turnaround in their season or defense, whatever you want to say, uh, a lot of people point to when they got Montez. Is it sweet or sweat? I always just guess. I never know. Oh, I keep hearing sweat, so sweat. I'm sticking with. Yeah, sweat. it seems like I wouldn't want to be called sweat, but it's spelled that way. But you could say sweet. Anyways, eight games. He's got 15 solo tackles, seven assists, 22 total. He does have six sacks for him now. 
Um, he has six sacks for them. Yeah, that's what it says here. I mean, that it's showing eight games and six sacks uh, oh. on the internet's here. Um, the internet knows. I thought I read two. Maybe I don't know. Yeah. Well, maybe maybe he didn't play a ton with the the Commanders, you know. So I I'm just that's his season look here under the Bears uh, site where I'm on Yahoo in terms of their you know year long yeah. stats. Oh, also their leading tackler is former Badger T.J. Edwards. He's a guy. You know I don't know why the Packers don't ever want any Badger players, but he's a guy I liked in college. He wasn't even that costly or anything like mid round pick. And he's been doing nothing but, you know, being a tackling machine ever since uh, I think the Eagles had him first. Uh, but, yeah, we can look for yeah. T.J. Edwards being at Lambeau Field tomorrow. That philosophy worked out great with T.J. Watt, too, man. Oh, my God. And that, that could be a whole show is how frustrating that's been. Honestly, I was thinking of doing that potentially for, like, an offseason uh, show. is like talking Badger players and then also why aren't the Packers ever drafting Badger players? Because <laughs> it's just, there's a lot of examples of, you know, guys that seem like, especially lately and some of the linebackers they turn out uh, being pretty productive players. And then, you know, for whatever reason, the Packers have kind of stayed away from drafting those guys. Um, so, yeah, they've won four out of five. Let me mention this to you and see what you think. So this is basically... Uh, going back to just their bye week just as well, just ahead of their bye week. So they lost that close one at Detroit. I think we kind of remember that. Um, that was uh, ahead of Thanksgiving. So uh, they were winning a good chunk of that game, and then I think Detroit had a comeback. Uh, so then they go on the road to Minnesota, and again, Minnesota without their starting Kirk Cousins. They won that one 12-10, to 10, the Bears did. And then it was bye week, and then they beat Detroit at home 28-13. They lost on the road at Cleveland, so that's that one loss when you say they've won four out of five. Uh, they lost on the road at Cleveland, close one, 20 to 17. But now this is, to me, the grain of salt with you know these up-and-coming Bears, so to speak. Their last two opponents, they won at home on Christmas Eve against Arizona, 27 to 16, and then they beat Atlanta at home, and I think it was kind of a rainy, mucky game, 37-17. Uh, um, you know, so not the, the toughest of opponents here down the stretch, but, um, yeah, I mean, they're beating them. Yeah. Well, and we got the Packers with the loss to the giants and, you know, like we got some ugly losses to crappy teams. So like, I, I don't know what to, I, I guess I, we were talking about it before the, the 15.2 points per game during this little stretch, this four out of five games they've won. Yeah, yeah, that's what they're giving up, their defense, yeah. Yeah, uh, and they were giving up 26 points a game um, the first 11 games, so it, yeah. I don't know. They seem like they're figuring it out at the right time. It just kind of almost reminds me a little bit of like going into Detroit last year, that last game. Figured it, Detroit you figured it out. Nothing figured. to play for, but just they were seemed like they were playing their best at the end of the season. Yeah. Probably a team nobody would want to play. Right. Maybe I'm giving the Bears too much credit because I'm afraid that, <laughs> that they're going to beat us. Well, and I wonder if it's like some, uh, you know, PTSD from, like you said, last year's finale where, you know, it seemed like a reasonable expectation that the Packers would beat the Lions in the finale last year. And I know I think that's causing a lot of uh, stress and anxiety amongst cheeseheads is just what happened last year. And it seems like, you know, you're just kind of set up for that same kind of outcome this year where you got a team that's playing better. The Bears, you know, their whole season is going to be kind of 
uh, a success, I guess, probably, if you could say you're, you knocked the Packers out of the playoffs here in the last playoffs, in the last week. Um, you know, but with all that said, I'll, I'll put this out there. I think there's a much different vibe. You know, as much as you say the, the Bears are trending up, what about the Packers too, right? And And I think, to me, a big difference right now compared to even last year with the Lions is, you know, a guy like Jordan Love. And and maybe his his he's just really starting to feel himself now. I think. I mean, some of them throws he made against Minnesota were just like, oh my god! I think he's starting to finally get it, you know, and just just let it rip. I don't know. So to me, I'm starting to feel more optimistic. I'm surprised this is a three point spread for the Packers. Yeah, I I don't know. I I think that's part of it. I think the part of it for me too, though. This year's I don't. Who knows what we're gonna get this week you know what i mean like i don't know this what it's been such a up and down if if the offense stays the same they're supposed to have everybody right everyone's healthy yeah yeah ready to play for like the first time in forever right right that's 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 worth mentioning some of the headlines here locally if if you didn't know for the listeners is that they're supposed to have the full like wide receivers watson musgrave even may play uh the whole the whole kit and caboodle on offense yeah so that that should be good right but elton jenkins is dinged up elton jenkins is dinged up which is not so good right um and then the i you don't know like the defense all of a sudden i'm surprised at how much credit they get for last week right um i i don't know that that didn't seem like Let's, I don't. I don't know what they what Minnesota was thinking starting Hall. I agree. By the way, you had a Vikings fan on the podcast yes. on the eve of a Packers Vikings. Yeah. Win and or go home game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wasn't that? I thought that'd be you know spot on to get a Viking fan take ahead no, of the game. Not not if you're going to be that friendly towards. <laughs> if you'd have like talked all kinds of shit to him. Yeah. And. You know, like made fun of his team and rubbed some salt in the wounds. That would have been awesome, right? But instead, I was like, "Dude, this guy, you got to pull his cheese head card." You know, but you know, I love Eric. He he's a Vikings fan in its truest form. You know, he picked them to win, even though they're starting Jaron Hollins and all that stuff. And I just kind of quietly said, "Yeah, okay." I accidentally, I think, when I re-listened to it, I accidentally said, "I think." And this is happens, I don't know, a little sidebar is, you know, as soon as I do an upload, I try to listen to it so I can pick up on things. And, you know, I just enjoy the sound of my own voice, too. It's kind of soothing. <laughs> and uh, I uh, I noticed I said to Eric, I'm like, yeah, well, I think on this one I got, I think the Vikings, and I meant to say Packers. Um, you know, but, you know, it's funny how you just kind of, things will slip, and you know, subconsciously, whatever. Uh, but to me, a big factor in that, too, is they didn't have Hawkinson. I mean, that guy's been a beast all year. And it kind of reminded me of like how Devontae Adams still had catches no matter who was throwing him the ball that year with Brent Hundley and all them guys. Um, Hawkinson has kind of had that year for the Vikings where like no matter who was playing quarterback, he was productive. So anyways, yeah, Vikings fan. Well, uh, it was good insight to, you know, have Eric on and pick his team. And it seemed to work out, Chris. I mean, the Packers won. They dominated. So maybe there was some good juju happened there by, you know, me inviting the enemy onto the show. Yeah, yeah. He seems lovely. Don't get me wrong. But. <laughs> yeah. Well, and it's interesting, too, to look at these standings. But, um, 
right now the Packers are eight and eight and all these teams that we're all like the same team, seven and nine, seven and nine for bears and Vikings. So depending on how this shakes out, cause you got Vikings going to Detroit, Chicago going to green Bay. Now this is what I'll say. Like, you know, it feels like we're kind of, you know, the two sides of the coin here where you're a little more nervous. I'm a little more optimistic. I looked at the bears schedule. Um, they only have, I think one, no, two road wins all year. And it was at Washington and at Minnesota. So I'll, I got to be honest with you in that, you know, the commanders aren't real tough in Minnesota. That, again, that was that 12 to 10 game. Um, I'm kind of disappointed. I didn't even realize when we were at that Tampa Bay game and, you know, all the gear and every, everything you're walking through is uh, when I got home, I was going to unlist my Packer tickets from Ticketmaster because I'd put it like all the, all the tickets up for sale when the Packers really stunk in mid-October. And, you know, like you don't want to get stuck with some of those tickets. And, you know, you don't always know if you can go or not. Um, and with Ticketmaster now, you just kind of put them online. And if they sell, they sell. If they don't, whatever. So anyways, um, yeah, right after the Tampa game, I was like, well, I might want to go to the Bear game. I don't know, right? You know, last game of the year, big rivalry game. As soon as I looked at my phone, there was an email that said, congratulations, your Packer tickets sold at like 1130 that morning. Like right when we were probably walking into the stadium, uh, the, the Bear tickets had sold. So anyway, uh, I'm we don't have any tickets for this one, and I'm starting to feel like I, 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 like a confession. You know, here I am kind of painting myself as this big Packer fan, and I'm not going to the Bear game. And I think I think I think this would be a fun one to go to. But also if they were to lose, because I went to the Lions game last year and that was not so fun. Oh, well see, I I went, do you remember Adam? Yeah, yeah. Me me and Adam went down to that giant bedpan on the lake for <laughs> the uh the win and in uh game against the Bears in like I think twenty thirteen. Yeah. Cobb was like running okay. wide open at the end. Yeah, I had that jotted down as far as bare memories. I have uh, Cobby on fourth down to clinch the playoffs. And you were at that game? Oh, yeah, we were at that game. It was the most amazing experience ever um, before, beforehand. I will, I'll, I'll tell you. <laughs> I think, no, I think, but... yeah, I think in the past you told me about your pregame. Yep. Yeah, right, right. We ran into the best people ever before the game. Yeah. After being like, oh, you know, so that was awesome. And then, I mean, obviously the way the game ended was amazing. Yeah, that was but, nuts. That Because that happened like a year ago, like a week ago, that type of thing. And so when you're on X and the people always put up those clips saying, hey, a year ago today, you know, this or whatever, or 10 years ago today, like you said, 2013. Um, so I've been seeing that highlight a little bit this last week. And yeah, that was just, I, I still just like, oh my God, he's wide open. <laughs> I know it was amazing. It was amazing. How and was it leaving there? I was just going to say, what like, was it like in the, in the stadium at that point? You could hear a pin drop leaving. It was the most amazing, like the, the random outburst, you know, <laughs> ah, the people that were so upset. Yeah. Yeah. But like, for the most part, just sadness, everyone was so sad <laughs> leaving, you know, and we're yeah. like trying to on our phones, play, we are the champions. Oh, as really? Yeah, as your yeah. phone could nice. go back yeah, then, you yeah. know? Just being complete a holes, you know. Yeah, yeah, cheeseheads. Um, but yeah, <laughs> nothing like they would do to us. I mean, you oh should have heard God, the stuff yeah. they were saying to us for I most know. of the game. But like sure. at the end, we were like, yeah, so like that. Even even I'm so like weird about this season. Even that scares me. You know what I mean? Like the idea that they're going to have fans at Lambeau yeah. that can do that. 
you know, when and, they knock the Packers out of the playoffs. Yeah, that, that kind of uh, circles back to my confession about my tickets being sold kind of from under underneath me there, so to speak, when we were walking into the Tampa Bay game because I was like, oh, I'll just pull them off Ticketmaster, you know, kind of re- reset the listing. Maybe I'll go and all that. And I go and I'm like, oh, they're sold. Um, so, yeah. yeah and uh, well, after the yeah. after the Tampa game, you were probably glad. Yeah, well, that's just it. Like I said, you know, with kids and stuff, and, and, you know, there's not as many people that are just dying to go to Packer games around here as there used to be. I don't know. Maybe it's because you can buy them online. But, it, it, you know, when I was, like, in the 90s before the Internet, you know, people would always be like, oh, if you can get tickets, let me know. If you can get tickets, let me know. Because your only way of really getting Packer tickets was you'd have to walk to the stadium or hang around the stadium and look for someone selling them. You know, but now with the internet and stuff, and then now once they went to those electronic tickets that, you know, it's so different now. Um, that's why you, I think you see so many opposing fans at Lambeau because anybody can, you know, if you decided you wanted to go tomorrow, I mean, I, I checked last night. Yeah, I mean, there's tickets for sale online uh, on Ticketmaster um, if, you, if you decided last minute. I was going to say the worst thing is you probably sold your tickets to Bears fans. Don't say that. Don't. You probably did. You I gave up on your team, just, and then you sold your tickets to Bears fans. So, moving on. Fans. And you have Vikings fans on the night before a big. Do you ever? Did you ever watch the show Ted Lasso? <laughs> yes, that was a great one. I it's, mean, that one was like. like it, I think we watched that pre-podcast, like, so I never really put that one on a team stream segment. It's how it's like how Danny Rojas treated Van Dam when they played each other in international competition. Well, all Remember right. Remember, he, he busted his face open. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I mean, he bought him a gift after, but he, you know, right, right. When yeah. The gloves were on. He busted his face open. <laughs> yeah. Just saying. No, no, no I hear that. Yeah. I was going to also share a couple other things like, I, when you mentioned being there for that um, that game, I was there for the Bears still suck like instant replay game, and that was pretty sweet. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. That one is like burned into my head because I can still like from the angle of where our seats are, because that and I can still picture just seeing Mikowski roll right and throw it in the back of the end zone, and then sitting there for what felt like forever, you know, to wait for that replay to happen in the the infancy of instant replay, and uh, having them come back on, you know. Uh, shoot, I can't even now. I know it was kind of famous. Everybody said, you know, the play still stands or whatever is what they used to say. And that's partly, I think, of how we got to the Bears still suck. Is they had said, like, you know, the play still stands, the Bears still suck. And uh, that's uh, kind of been the big phrase around here now for years is the Bears. Did, speaking of the Bears suck, did you see what uh, Field said about? The, the stadium will be loud because there's not much else to do in Green Bay besides watch football? I did. I did. I thought it, I kind of thought it was funny. But I did you take offense to it? Not really. I mean, you're green, it's accurate. You're a green Bay guy. Yeah, I mean, it's yeah. it's accurate. I mean, I just don't get that it's I don't think it's the dig people think it is. You know, like no, we, yeah. we take a little bit of pride in that here and that like, yeah, it's a nice quiet community. That's why a lot of us don't mind living here. And you have an NFL team in your backyard. <laughs> like that's that's like if you've never been to Green Bay, like it is really amazing how small the town is compared to the size of a NFL franchise. Right. Yeah, I, I kept I kept seeing all these articles, these you know the little headlines about the dig at Green yeah. Bay, and then when I saw it, I was like, "What?" 
Yeah, I, I don't think anyone would take that. You know, that's kind of the idea. Like you said, that's the idea. Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, and you know, I know one of our. We don't have a lot of sports talk in terms of local guys here, but one of the more, I don't know, on the air local guys was like, "Isn't that kind of a compliment? Like, yeah, the stadium will be loud because our fans enjoy rooting for the team. Like, you know, it was just it's weird how the media and then in today's environment, you know, the clickbaits and all that just take something like that and run with it. Um, but that's, yeah, I, I didn't think it was that big a deal at all, but if it, if it's motivational for the Packers, that's all I care about. Um, so numbers wise here, I want to share a couple of things with you. Did you know, oh no, you share with, what were you telling me about their ter- turnovers for the bears? That that's part of the concern, right? Yeah. The opportunistic defense. So they bears. I've heard they've had like this crazy run of turnovers the last what six games is it? So that's six games. Yeah, eighteen turnovers in their last six games, and so, I think it what was it sixteen sixteen picks. Yeah, yeah. And what's crazy about that, and as much as like love or hate Joe Barry, mostly hate. Um, I can't believe how few interceptions the Packers have this year. <laughs> It is unbelievable. But, I mean, if you're never close to a receiver, I mean, how do you get an interception? Remember that Tampa Bay game when you're in the stadium and you could just see every receiver, there's no one within two or three yards of them. No contested catches. Uh, That game scarred me. I think that (laughs) game is another reason I'm afraid of this game. Like, you you don't always see on TV, like, when you're there and you can see, like, do you remember on a couple of those plays how far, like, uh, the safeties are like literally 25 to 30 yards off the ball. Absolutely. Yeah. And then you wonder why there's so much space in the middle of the field. Like yeah. they're, they're so far back. They're, how are they going to make a play on anything in front of them? Yeah, it's insane. No one's going to get behind them, <laughs> which is wonderful. But in the meantime, it's like death by a million paper cuts with all this, you know, yes. like, like what Mayfield did to him. It was just like, ugh. Yeah, absolutely. And, and well, the one thing I was going to... In gonna, a funny way... Go ahead. Maybe that type of defense um, is better against fields. You well, know, that's just man it. and your back's yeah. turned and guys just take off running. Like at least in a zone, you're kind of keeping them in front. I don't know. I well, don't know what to make of. Well, I think that's a fair point because fields isn't really known for being like, you know, just slicing and dicing a secondary with his arm. You know, like can he make big throws? Absolutely. I mean, the guy's a tremendous athlete. But it's not as though they do a lot of on-schedule stuff, you know, like you see, you know, the more refined quarterbacks do. Um, so, I, you know, I think that's a fair point. Like, our, you know, bend, bend, and really bend, but don't break defense, you know, might actually be, you know, a little better matchup for uh, Fields there. So, yeah, I took a look here, and they have 22 interceptions The pack on the season, not just last six games. The Packers have seven. Um, so there's, there's, Seven, right? Yeah, right. You don't even know how to feel when you see one. Like when I see them <laughs> now, when I'm watching, I'm like, "What was that?" I know, I know that one. That Do we get to keep it. That nice. Do we get to keep it. <laughs> that nice. nice freebie at Minnesota where the guy like volleyballed it to our guy. Like, hey, that's right. how we get them. If that's how we got to get them, we'll take it. Um, and I wanted to mention, I at least he caught it when you said, you know, the, that big run of turnovers, the last six games, just, just for the record that that schedule of six games was at Minnesota. And then they had like, or I'm sorry, it was at Detroit. So they played home and away with Detroit in that six games. Then they had Minnesota, Cleveland, Arizona, and Atlanta. Um, 
So, I mean, not the best. I mean, good mix of teams there. So it's interesting that they're getting that that much. But on the other hand, one thing, and I hope this will hold true for Sunday, uh, the Bears are 30th in the league with sacks. They only have 29 sacks. You know, you'd think they'd be getting all these sacks or pressures with that kind of turnovers. Um, but but that's an area where the Packers have a little bit of advantage. Packers have 40 sacks on the year. Bears have 29. See, that scares me too a little bit with that mixture of, you know, our, our strengths seeming to be throwing the ball and theirs seeming to be stopping the run um, and the general tendency that the Packers have to get away from the run kind of fast. Yeah. It makes me worry that we go out pass happy. You know, like a little bit, maybe too much. Don't. Right give Jones a chance to do his thing. He just kind of disappears. Yep. Um, but and to LaFleur's credit, he's had back-to-back weeks of letting Jones take a pounding and get over 100 yards. I mean, if you needed it ever, do it this week, right? Right. Fair enough. Yeah, I hope it. I hope he does get 20 touches again. And But I think you make a good it's point. It's a totally different, a totally different ball game when he's out there. Like True. Not, you know, he... But I think you make a great point because that's been, I mean, even McCarthy, you know, that's almost like a Packer problem of like conceding a part of the game, you know, just because the Bears have the number one run defense, they don't even try to run the ball, right? You know, like that's, I could see where that could be a an at-risk scenario for Coach LaFleur, um, but hopefully they test them a little bit, you know, because I don't know, I, to me, the Bears just... They have, they're the number one rush defense, but I don't know. Are they a good running defense team? I don't know. It just, I'm, I have mixed feelings on that. But on the flip side, they're also the second rushing team in the league. 145 yards a game. Is that, I'm thinking a lot of fields uh, due to a. Fields, right. That's, that's the, like, I can, can you see him Kaepernicking us and just (laughs) running all over the place? Yeah. Yeah. That is an absolute fair concern. Uh, right now, Fields uh, in 12 games, because keeping in mind he missed a few games, uh, 116 rushes, 630 yards. He's got more rushing yards, I think, than A.J. Dillon, uh, who, who the Packers' leading rusher. Um, and what has he got here? Six? No. 5.4 yards a carry, four touchdowns. But he's got 10 fumbles listed under those rushing stats. I'm, I guess that ties in with his quarterbacking, too, and four fumbles lost. We don't force turnovers, though, so he's, yeah. he's good. And then we gotta we got to have a solution for DJ Moore, 92 receptions, 1,300 yards even, um, and he's got eight receiving touchdowns. What if this is the week for Jair, finally? Well, I, that he would, that would be way. great. I was going to ask you about Jair. We've had plenty to talk about. What's your? I'm not a big Jair fan right now. What's your take on him? Oh, I hate Jair right now. Um, <laughs> but if he plays and shuts down DJ Moore, he'll he'll be right back in my good graces. Okay, that's the fair. most frustrating thing for me is is watching uh, Rasul Douglas tear it up for the Bills. Yeah, yeah, he had that pick and six last week. He's he's got a couple. Yeah, and it's just like, oh, he was like, I don't know. We were relying on Stokes and this crazy person. Yeah, Jair's been a little out of hand lately. And, you know, I'm, you know, I never was a huge Jair fan. I mean, great player, good player, whatever you want to say. To me, you know, he never created many turnovers. I think he had one year early on, he might have had five, six interceptions, but that to me has been a little bit of a drawback for, but yeah, highest paid corner in the league. And this kind of weird season of 
he's practicing but not playing and and as fans i guess we're not allowed to question that at all because all the all the you know real official sports writer types like oh he's he's trying to get back you know you don't know these guys are injured well but from the outside looking in it seems a little weird right and then he goes like oh i'm ready to play in charlotte my hometown um and then you know and then he gets suspended for how he behaves there so yeah it's uh when you consider the investment they have in Jair right now and, and how young the offense is, I'm pretty disappointed that he's not doing a little better in terms of trying to be a leader for that team. Um, and now I saw some comments yesterday where he finally talked to the media and said something like, you know, he needs to have better communication with the coaching staff and it's, you know, he's kind of owning it or something. I don't know. I, I think sometimes those guys just say what they have to say in front of the cameras and, and get on with it and nothing really changes behind the scenes. But, yeah, if he can shut down DJ Moore, maybe get a turnover, I would be the biggest Jair fan for a day again. So did you did you read his comments, or did you hear them? No, I didn't, like, get the full full uh, comments. I just kind of caught, like, a snippet of him saying, like, I need to do better communication, and that's on me. They So they played clips of it on the radio. Okay. And it was, like, a, a totally different guy. Yeah. Like real, like soft spoken, you okay. know, like, and, and one of the, the beat writers that, that does this show was saying like, I've been duped by some guys, but this, this seemed like genuinely him being like contrite. Yeah. Like he understands, you know, so like, it'll be okay. interesting to, to see. Like, yeah, absolutely. They sure. He's a pro bowl alternate. Well, and what's great. Is he? That's unreal. Yeah. And, and I mean, honestly, right. like, and we've seen this over a lot of years, different examples in, in the games he's been back, their defense has almost seemed worse. You know, I, I don't know why, you know, we don't, I don't have the analysis and the all 22 film and I can't do all that. I'm just saying, when you look at the results, Valentine, the, the Valentines, whatever you, how you there's gotta be a way to refer to those two. Um, our defense is, you know, like I don't, we haven't been killed by wide receivers too much with those young guys out there. Um, the last real bad example, obviously, was probably the Tampa Bay game, but there was a lot of, you know, linebackers trying to cover Godwin. Um, you know, it wasn't necessarily the outside perimeter guys that were doing a bad job. And then you had Stokes being a little rusty, getting beat deep. But, yeah, I don't know. Uh, so, yeah, Jair will be back. Now I see maybe Preston Smith might not be playing, but I wonder if, I, I think I could live with Lucas Van Ness out there a little bit more. I think he's a little bit productive. I mean, so with a three-point spread, I mean, what are you thinking about this game, Chris? We're kind of getting close to the one-hour timeline here. Do you have a, a sense or a prediction? Are the Packers going to be in the playoffs Playoffs by the end of the day tomorrow? Uh, I don't know. I want to believe. <laughs> I want to believe. Um, but I, I don't know what they're – how many – how many points do you think they have to score to win the Packers? Cause for me that it's going to come. Yeah. It's going to come down to outscoring them, right? Like we're going to have to score some points. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think that's a good point. Pun intended. Um, I think I'd go with like 24, you know, I, I mean, yeah, the, our defense is crummy, but it's the bears. It's Justin Fields. I don't want to totally take them for granted. Cause DJ Moore. Yeah. But you know, it's still the bears and Justin Fields. So, yeah, I'd say if the Packers can get to 24 points, I would like our chances. But Bears, Justin Fields with a running game and a defense scares me. Okay. Um, but I think they're going to win, right? Packers? I don't know what they're going to do. They, they they should win. Well, yeah, let's just so, 
let's you know let's you know not be a wuss about it chris let's pick something here you give me such a hard time about my guests and you know you're the one that you're the one that's scared about the bears i'm totally scared about the bears but even win or loss here comes the loser talk win or loss (laughs) successful season right yeah i was gonna ask you that you know if we had you know more time to dive into that maybe a different session but yeah i was gonna I, i think so i think successful season we got our quarterback our, the offense went from borderline like unwatchable to looking unstoppable at times. And yeah. you'd like to think the young group is they're going up. So Absolutely. Love Jaden Reed. Lot of positives. Love Tucker Hard Craft. To, and going into the the season. Are you there? I'm here. Okay. <laughs> you froze up. Um the idea of playoffs was like not even a thing. Yeah. I was thinking like let's win seven games and look competitive doing it and trend yeah. in the right direction. So but then the expectation shifts. So successful, but probably not like a great season unless they pull through tomorrow. There we go. We're back. Chris was a little choppy there, so we, we kinda got a little better better connection now. So you were saying, Chris, it is a pretty successful season in your eyes? successful but to be great you need the playoffs right yeah you call it a great season if they make it to the i mean disappointing if they don't make it now that they're at this point right i would agree with that i think if they let another opportunity especially because it's a home game you know i don't like this pattern of like you know losing these big games at home yeah you know i want to get back to where when when they're playing at home you can feel pretty confident they'll win and i think jordan love is trending that way um so yeah, I, I think I would agree with exactly that. Successful season, yes. Uh, offense looks great. I thought that was awesome that they won some big road games. I saw some um, stat that said like highest rated players against playoff teams, and Jordan Love is like the third highest rated player. And it was all positions. It wasn't like just quarterbacks. It was saying like the top players against playoff teams. Now that they kind of know who's in the playoffs, and uh, he was like third best behind like Josh Allen and some other like you know defensive guy. Um, so yeah, I agree. A successful season. Pretty exciting. Do you think Joe Barry will be back in a quick yes or no roughly type of answer? He can't, right? I think I right. I would have to think so I mean, unless too. Unless they unless they win the Super Bowl and pitch shutouts <laughs> doing it. I, okay. Is there any way he's back? I can't imagine. I don't I hope not. Let me just put it that way. Because one thing that gave me a little bit of encouragement, and to me, you got to pick up like the subtle clues in some of the comments guys make. And and by that, I'm talking to Lafleur after the Minnesota game said, it's just one game. So, you know, in the middle of praising him, which, you know, he justifiably did, he said, yeah, well, you know, it, it's one game, but yeah, they did a great job. You know, so to pick out that little nugget where he says it's one game, I was like, okay, good. I think we're, I think Lafleur is still on the, like, we're going to get rid of this guy mindset because it's just there's too many examples of guys having like the 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 game of their lives against him especially that Giants game and and Mayfield game back to back frankly I was pretty disappointed he wasn't let go after those two outings well Giants Mayfield and then Bryce Young who did like nothing all season true and then wasn't he like NFC player of the week too? Well, <laughs> like he was the... he was a candidate for like the air the FedEx error of the week and so yeah that was kind of pointed out that it wasn't quite to the level of 
of you know player of the week um but he was like one of the nominees for the FedEx Air player of the week and hadn't had that all year and in in that mindset or that that thought it was a funny one cuz love just won the player of the week and someone put it out there like and it wasn't even against Joe Barry's defense oh yeah they're the they're the medicine that you want to have if if you're struggling for sure that defense that's so right. That's, that's the scary part every week is is what are we going to get? So we'll see. But if if I'm on the spot, I'm saying 34-31 Packers. They're going to find a way to score. Okay. The 34 is going to be because of a missed extra point. All right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, kicking game is going to probably be key. You know, Anders is, has been consistently missing a kick just about every game. Um, and somehow that kind of flies under the radar a little bit. I think I'm with you. I, I want to be optimistic. I like the chances. The offense trending so much better now and getting all the weapons back will be exciting. I think there's just too much on offense, you know, right now that the Packers can go to. So that's why I'm going to be a little bit optimistic. I'm going to say it to be more like 27-17, though. I don't see the Bears getting into the 30s. You know, outdoor game might be a little bit slick surface. We got some snow here today. and It's kind of like right around, you know, the freezing mark. So, yeah, I, I'll, I'm going to go Packers 27-17, and then we'll we'll be talking playoffs. Uh, we'll see. <laughs> yeah. I hope we're right. I yeah. hope we're right. I, well, I'm kind of excited. Though. They NFL Network showed uh, week one this morning. So oh, I yeah, yeah. Through, I, I got to watch a little bit of the Packers dominating the Bears week one, so it got my spirits up a little bit, but and then- I'm scared. Real quick before we, you know, hit the the outro music and wind it down here, Chris. Uh, right now we got Pittsburgh up seven nothing on Baltimore. Any two cents on that game? I think Baltimore's resting a bunch of people. You think Baltimore is kind of like the legit number one team in the AFC right now? I shouldn't say right now. Seems like it. I mean, because that is, yeah, they are kind of right now. Do you think that's going to carry through? Is kind of more what I should ask. They are well, they. They're, they're getting it right at the right time, didn't they? Just they beat up on Miami, Miami, and yeah. And San Francisco, right? True, true. Yeah. Yeah, good point. So, all right. Yeah. That's a pretty good way to go in. They seem for real, but like you, yeah, who knows? Someone else could get hot too right away. Yeah. So, right now, uh, yeah, they got Tyler Huntley in instead of Lamar Jackson. Excuse me, Mason Rudolph. Looks like they have a rushing touchdown for Najee Harris uh, for the Steelers, and that one's 7 0. And they're about halfway through the second quarter. Uh, I'm kind of interested in watching tonight. I'm glad we could talk today. I didn't mind missing the Steelers game because, you know, Lamar isn't playing and stuff. But I'm going to probably watch Colts-Houston. What do you think of that game? Um, I don't know about either team, really. Like, I, neither team's a team you think of as far as, like, playoffs going. Like, kind of like the Packers at the start yeah. of the year. But it's crazy. And They're Stroud, both 9-7. and seven. I know. And Stroud was so good until he got hurt. And so... It, I don't know. Where He's, is that game? That one is in Houston. Houston is only a one-point favorite, which surprises me. I would have thought they'd been a little bigger favorite because, you know, they're at home and Stroud's been so good. But, yeah, I mean, those those odds makers are usually pretty accurate, so it'll probably be a pretty close one. I like Gardner I mean, the Minshew. Are, I was going to say, the Colts are rolling with Minshew and a running game, I guess. Yeah, yeah, and I like, you know, probably one of my all-time favorite Badgers, Jonathan Taylor. I don't know if he's injured. Seems like he's always a little bit injured, but uh, he should be hopefully getting some touches today. But, yeah, Stroud, what a year. 21 touchdowns, five interceptions. You know, there aren't many rookies that can just come in right away and figure it out, right? Yeah, that was amazing. 
And meanwhile, I, surprised. I mean, we could probably do a whole show on Bryce Young and Carolina and how bad that might be because they gave up big time draft capital to get a guy that's not much bigger than I am. I know he's a little guy. <laughs> he's so small. Seeing him against the Packers was amazing. I was like, how does he even see over the line? <laughs> it's like, crazy. It's so crazy. Like, and then to think of what they gave up to draft him. Um, you know, and then, know. and then to see guys that got drafted like Stroud and, and even that Anthony Richardson before he got hurt was having big, big games and they're huge, like athletic quarterbacks and Carolina gave up everything to draft a guy that's like 5'10", 195. Yeah, little guy. Yeah. He's something else, but I don't know. well, Chris, I thank you so much for joining me. You had mentioned you'd be willing to be on the show. And so I reached out to you kind of on short notice this week and what a great way to spend an hour on a Saturday here talking to you. Thanks. Yeah, good to see you. And that's pretty much going to do it for us here today on uh, My Cheesehead Life, a Packer fan podcast. We're going to cue up the outro music. Remember, I got the website, mycheeseheadlife.com. You can email the show, info at mycheeseheadlife.com. And then I'm on Instagram and and X and all the things. We're uh, pulling for a Packer victory. Big, Big game this Sunday against the Bears, 325 tomorrow, I believe, on CBS with Tony Romo. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in and listening. Remember to like and follow and share with friends. Have yourself a great day, and go Pack Go!